Welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man, where we like to talk about movies, sports, and whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce. Today, we are going to talk about Marvel. What's coming up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe slash Marvel Universe in general, and a little bit about Disney in general, because Disney owns everything. So, Marvel is post-Phase 4, or post-Phase 3, I should say. The end of Phase 3 was the last Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Far From Home. It takes place after the events of Endgame. A lot of people think Endgame was the end of Phase 3, but technically, Far From Home was the end. Wait, what else was in Phase 3? <laughs> or was Spider-Man the only thing in Phase 3? No, no. Phase 3 was basically from Avengers Age of Ultron. So that was the end of like phase two. And then the rest of the movies were phase three. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I don't really know who comes up with like the phases, <laughs> but that was phase three was ended with Spider-Man Far From Home. Phase four is kind of more dynamic because phase four takes the most expensive TV show in history, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe and farms it out into TV shows in a more direct linear relationship than previously. We had a number of TV shows that occurred during phases one through three. That would be Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, Iron Fist, you had Luke Cage, you had Jessica Jones. And then you had, what were they, the Enforcers or Protectors or? Me neither, because then that's what I was going to add in there is that Except for Agent Cart was Agent Carter in there too. Yeah, so Agent Carter was a mini series. It didn't have that many episodes. So yeah, the Agent Carter stuff was in there. I was gonna say Agents of Shield and Agent Carter. I think were probably the most popular of all of those. Like I don't know too many people that watched Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or the others. Yeah, I watched three seasons of Agents of Shield, maybe just two, and it was good. But it started to get pretty wacky by the time I stopped. I watched Daredevil season one, which was amazing. Daredevil was fantastic. I watched most of season one of Jessica Jones. Basically, I watched Jessica Jones until she hooks up with Luke Cage because I kind of had it on in the background one weekend when my family was gone. So <laughs> did they come out with a season two for Daredevil? I think they, they came out with a season three. Oh, OK. Yeah, there was definitely a season two of Daredevil and reports were that it was not nearly as good as season one was. That would be why I haven't heard about it in a long time. And I believe season three featured Fisk again and everybody said it was better again, but it had kind of died. So all those, actually, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I don't know if that was very connected at all. But the Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist were all connected. You know, they all kind of take place in New York. Oh, as far as TV shows. Yeah, and the characters were all there. As far as the cinematic universe in general, they had a one-way relationship. Basically, stuff that happened in the movies affected the shows, but stuff that happened in the shows didn't affect the movies. Yeah, that made me mad, especially whereas Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starts off with the fact that Coulson's not dead. <laughs> that much like Fury, you know, Coulson went somewhere, air quotes, Tahiti, <laughs> and was revived. <laughs> the thing about that that makes me so mad is that you get to the end of Endgame, you know, where they're having the funeral for Tony Stark and Coulson wasn't there and nobody ever finds out that, you know, Coulson was alive this whole time. And I was like, why? That would be like, I want to see that reaction because so much of the first Avengers movie, so much of the driving part of that story was the fact that all the heroes did what they did because Loki kills 
Coulson, and that focuses the group to be heroes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of super focal point thing that gets them to be the Avengers effectively instead of being random folks. <laughs> right. But if they found out that Coulson was still alive, what would Tony's reaction be? Happy that he was still alive? Pissed off that he was lied to? I mean, what? <laughs> and do we really think that Coulson would have just stayed out of the mix of everything that happened in Endgame? <laughs> That's the thing. Like he's if he's alive how would he have stayed out of so much of the rest of everything? Like, I know he's busy ish (laughs) (laughs) or it seems like he's busy. You know, he had the whole alien thing in his brain going on and all that and all the lead up to Ultron and all that stuff. So, but yeah, him not being, it was sort of a, okay, you know, what happened in the the TV shows wasn't quote unquote canon because he wasn't at Tony's funeral. Like you said, it worked one way. And so what makes me mad about that is if you're going to have it make it one way, then what's the point of doing it at all? Yeah, and I'm not real sure. Well, and especially when you considered how the phase one, they hinted to the bigger story of the Infinity Wars and whatnot, because it starts out with like subtle hints, and then you start realizing there's a bigger story. Well, if you're going to start connecting things subtly like that, then why not just go all in? Yeah. Uh, yeah that's going to fall under the argument like much uh, like Firefly fans, you know, like, oh, they should have. Well, they're not going to. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still going on? Last I checked, it was. But I stopped watching after a while because it just seemed to be going nowhere. Yeah, that was my problem. It was doing the circle thing that you have with a lot of those kind of shows. They get to a point where it's just sort of monster of the season and there's no real. They're just sort of rehashing the same thing over and over again. And I kind of got that feeling that that's where it was. Of course, it was Joss Whedon, so I I don't really know what I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Season seven is this year. The very last episode so far is going to come out here in a couple of days. Okay. In fact, the second to last episode is the end is at hand. And then what we're fighting for is the title of the very last episode. That makes sense. So maybe this is the last season. I don't know. You, you never know these days either. Marvel is is pretty popular as far as, you know, before COVID. So it's no telling if it's going to stay as popular after. Okay, so I guess that's a pretty good lead into the first big piece of news, which is the first installment of Phase 4, Black Widow. Right. Which is kind of a strange movie because with the events of Endgame, it's not after Endgame. It's sometime beforehand because obvious reasons. So <laughs> <laughs> unless unless they pull another Marvel thing where they come up with some weird, strange time traveling vortex, interdimensional wahoo that they try to explain with faulty science. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. Fine. Fine. But, you know, if we're going to go with the, with the wacky bad science thing, like, you know, we push the I believe button a lot with Star Wars. So, <laughs> well, okay, but but they just came out with a movie about Spider-Man and the 20 different variations there are of Spider-Man. Yeah, that's very true. That is a fantastic movie though. Not Marvel, interestingly enough. There are no there are no interdimensions in Star Wars <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, now that the mouse is in charge, uh, God help us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, So Black Widow takes place before the movies, at least hopefully, because then we'll have Marvel characters actually being dead and staying dead, which is something we've been lacking. (laughs) You know, consequences. Occasionally a random minor character dies, but now, you know, Tony's dead and hopefully he stays dead and 
Black Widow's dead. So that movie was originally, it would have already been released by now. This was supposed to come out like in May, if I remember correctly, originally. Yes. So it's been pushed back to like November. Last I checked, AMC says they're going to start opening up in waves soon, but they haven't said which AMCs where and when. We still don't know because they're not going to want to release it to theaters until they know theaters are going to start showing it. And they're probably not going to want to release it to like a quarter full theater or half full theater. Uh-huh. They're going to want to release it once theaters are allowing people to come back. So basically after the pandemic's over, which, you know, who knows? We may be six months out. We may be two months out. We may be another year. This is a good segue, I think, into the possibility that they could release it to home theaters uh-huh. through Disney Plus, which is what they have opted to do with Mulan. Right. Now, the problem with Mulan, I understand, is they are going to charge people who are already paying for Disney Plus to also watch Mulan. $30. Yeah. For a service that even at its most is, what, 18 a month? If you're getting all three, because you can bundle Hulu and ESPN Plus in there with that. Which ESPN Plus is such a waste of money. Unless you're a UFC fighter. If you're a big UFC fan or if you're big into uh, Major League Soccer or golf, those three, sure. But for anything other than that, then it's a complete waste of money. And I'm angry at ESPN for being stupid about it. So anyways. (laughs) Some of these, yeah, like you said, could be a release direct to home theater. But I think... I mean, if that were the case, I think they put money into production that they weren't going to get back. Right. So if we want to critique the films in general, the live action princess films have not been good Uh in comparison to the animated ones. And so what that translates to, at least for me, is a, you know, a father with small children is I I'll take the kids to see it in the theaters just because I want to see a movie in the theaters. And I really enjoy that experience. Uh But we'll go once. We're not going to go more than once. And then when it comes out on video, I'm not going to buy it (laughs) because they weren't that good. Right. Even more so with these Marvel, though, is that you've already had one epic storyline and not being a comic book buff, I don't know what other bigger stories they could tell. You know, if you're a casual movie fan, you're walking into this going is there's nothing that you can show me that will be of the scale of what you've brought before me. So there's a less of a drive because there's less of an epicness to it. Wait, say that again. When we started watching the first three phases, you know, like Iron Man, Iron Man 1, 2, 3, Captain America. When you started watching those, we had no idea what we were getting into. We didn't know that there was a larger story, underlying story arc to it. Mm -hmm. But that was because nothing like that had been done before. So we were walking into it going, hey, these are great movies. Oh, hey, there's an even greater story to this. The thing is, is now that we've had that epic story come to its conclusion, going forward, we don't see, and certainly no one has said that there's a greater story to all of this. So the epicness of what's coming, we can't see there being an epicness to it that either matches or goes greater than what came before. Yeah, phase four is a huge question mark in that respect. Because I figure with what we're going to go through, if there had been, geeks would be all over out there saying, hey, I bet they're going to go with this. So phase four very much feels like a transition phase. Mm -hmm. And it is, effectively. So what we see is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is going to be direct Disney Plus 
miniseries slash show. Yeah. So that's the next thing, quote unquote, after Black Widow. That got pushed back. It was originally supposed to release late summer, fall, and it had a release in August, I want to say, and then it got pushed to sometime in the fall. So it sort of got nebulous. And it's going to be the Falcon learning how to be, you know, the new Captain America is what I get. So you have the new Captain America. You have two other movies, The Eternals and Shang-Chi which I'm not really sure how they fit in yet. You have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So that's kind of putting Doctor Strange as an Avenger, I think, is what that's going to end up with. You've got WandaVision, which is about, I think, probably about Wanda getting over Vision and then, you know, coming back to the Avengers. You have Loki, which is sort of Loki doing his own thing in a parallel universe. The What If stories are sort of interesting, fun things. And then Hawkeye series, Black Panther. And then um, Thor Love and Thunder is about... Uh, what's her name becoming Thor? These are kind of the setup movies for the like the next who the Avengers are going to be, uh-huh. you know, with little bits of, you know, what they're going to end up fighting, probably poking through. If they do it right, it'll be like the Infinity Stones, right? They're just kind of sprinkled in now and then. And then, you know, people who weren't aware of what the Infinity Stones were will start to understand uh-huh. going forward. OK, these things are all inter interlaced. So. But yeah, phase four very much strikes me as a next generation. So, and people may not really care about it. I don't know. (laughs) I think people don't really care about it because Disney isn't building it up. I mean, I I grant you there's a lot of skepticism as to how the future is going to play out. But Disney doesn't take these franchises and give them the proper showcasing that I think that they deserve. Like, I think they dramatically undersold Star Wars. I think that they could have done a lot more to push Star Wars and to grow the franchise than they did. Yeah. You would think that buying Star Wars from George Lucas would prompt you to follow his example and just, you know, merchandise the crap out of it. And it seemed like they were trying to, like, dip their toe in the water and just slowly wade into it until, you know, there was nothing left. Yeah, I think they tried to do that by, hey, we're going to finish this, the or we're going to have a three- episode end of the Skywalker saga and you know it backfired on them right well that's because they kind of almost took a, an indignant stance to it and I, and I can't say they're doing that with Marvel they bought Marvel but they've from what I can tell they almost left the company alone they're like just keep doing what you're doing it seemed like they went out of their way to say George Lucas is in charge of it anymore we are so we're going to do it our way yeah and no we don't care what you fans think <laughs> We're not doing this to appease you. We're doing this because we're Disney. (laughs) Right. And I think they made a last minute effort to fix that by putting J.J. Abrams in charge of The Rise of Skywalker. But damage was done. So, but like you're saying, you know, this is uh, a sort of Marvel next generation. And they've kept the casting for some of the big stuff the same, which is great. The trailer for Black Widow looked good. It looked funny. It seemed interesting. I kind of wish they had done this in the phases earlier, but seeing it now after we know what happens, happens, just seems strange. Yeah, kind of like an origin story after the effect. (laughs) Think of it like this, and some of you can listen to our Rogue One podcast when it comes out, or if you haven't listened to it already by the time you hear this. It's like that where you know what happens or what's going to happen. So when you watch it, there's sort of a, hey, that was interesting, but it's kind of pointless. Yeah, it kind of strikes me as sort of just a fun action movie. Right. And Rogue One was advertised as an anthology movie, a one-off. Right. Something that takes place in the saga, but 
is just a side story. But like I said, the casting looked good, looked like an interesting story, looked fun. Again, with the epicness of what happened before watching this now, there's, it just seems underwhelming. And I think it's going to be hard to get out of that, basically. Yeah. All that said, I'm still looking forward to it. <laughs> you know, I still think it'll make a good movie. So it's August now, so we're four months past its release date. Yeah. And they've obviously since stopped advertising for it. So I could definitely say, and mind you, I'm not as big of a Marvel fan as I think you are. So my excitement for it has waned. (laughs) I'm sure I'll get excited for it again once they start advertising for it again. And I can see clips and things like that. Like, what do you mean by advertising? You know, trailers and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, but like, where would you see those? Just internet ads for myself, but I know people that watch TV that have cable TV in passing there, or since I'm out on the road a lot, there's a lot of times where places I go just have the TV on, Weather Channel, CNN, Fox News, whatever, and seeing that come up, even ESPN, they'll see that come up just you know in their commercial breaks. So basically TV. Or active advertising on the internet, and just because then it'll seem like, oh, it's actually going to happen. Yeah, it, it pretty much it seems like all Disney franchises, except for Mulan, they've sort of backed off. And I think with Mulan, they're kind of testing to see what they can do, if they can make money back from it. And like we said, I don't think it's a good idea. But <laughs> So TV show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it's supposed to be a six-part series on Disney+. Plus. Like we said, it's been moved. What are we thinking about this one? So this one, once again, they've kept the cast, so smart move there. This one gives a little bit more hope, a little more excitement, because this is dealing with the future. Now we finally get to see Bucky out of the shadow of Steve Rogers. So I think that's interesting. I think it's great that we get to see Sam, who in a very quick time was like a brother, best friend figure for Steve Rogers. So we kind of get to see how he fills into that role. A little disappointing that we don't get to see him more as Falcon, just because like he seemed to have fit that role perfectly. But maybe he'll fit this one better. So there's a lot more hope. There's a lot more optimism that, hey, things are moving forward. So that should be interesting. Something new. Yeah. You know, I'm just sort of interested to see how their relationship plays out. Like, are they a team? Are they going on missions together? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they doing? Is is the Winter Soldier training the Falcon how to be Captain America? Is old Steve Rogers going to be involved at all? Does somebody else take on the Falcon mantle? Well, the, the more part, interesting part, though, about Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes is going to be how much do they bond yet clash? Because each one thought they were the I think each one thought they were the best friend of Steve Rogers. And they kind of had that mentality. There could only be one best friend. <laughs> and Bucky's like, well, I have all this history. And Sam was like, well, yeah, but I was here for him this and I wasn't a criminal, you know? <laughs> so I think that'll be a lot of real interesting too, because they'll, they'll have to talk about that and sort through that. Yeah. I'm curious to see basically what they're going to establish with this. Cause I think it's going to play into the Avengers in general and the kind of the overall shield. They're obviously not going to be working outside shield i think it's going to be one of those they directly work with shield well at least i know sam you can tell he fits more comfortably within an organization than he does out in the cold well that's kind of the question right so shield post in the movie realm doesn't exist anymore but in the tv show marvel agents of shield it more or less gets reestablished. Uh-huh. so yeah <laughs> like i guess that that might be a big part of this series is kind of establishing what's taken over since shield is gone uh-huh. at least in the marvel cinematic universe so uh-huh. yeah that'd be that'd be pretty cool i think i'm kind of wondering if barnes is going to get retired or you know, if he's going to keep going or, or what? i got to think that Barnes would want to get back into it just because, much like Captain, he was put on ice. So 
And then he also has his conscience where he feels like he's got to make up for the things that he's done. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's all about all I got about that one. I am looking forward <laughs> to it. I think it'll be a well done show. At least I'm hoping so. So next we got what the Eternals. Yes. And I got to say, I know nothing about the Eternals. Yeah. So this is supposed to be effectively a group of eternal beings who live on Earth. And with the events of Endgame and everything decide they're all going to get together and do stuff now. I never follow the comics. I don't know much about them in general. Honestly, it kind of feels like it's already been done. So, okay, I'm just going to go off on a little rant here. I'm sorry. Well, but this is a safe place. This is where you get to do yeah, that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have a huge problem with attempting to find trailers right now. And the problem is is because lots and lots of people on YouTube are, mount, are now making fan trailers. They're making their own trailers for stuff. Oh, they've been doing that a long time. I remember Attack of the Clones, they did one. Yeah, but they've gotten so, I guess, good at it that now... <laughs> It's hard to find the actual trailer for something uh-huh. or to discover if there was a real trailer for something. And so, uh, like, I have a real problem with figuring out what the, what the hell the actual trailer is. <laughs> so, OK. Uh, all right. I'm done. All right. Back to the <laughs> I was going to say, as far as like finding the real ones, then I always look for Entertainment Weekly or MovieCritic.com or something like that. They'll have YouTube channels. And if it's on those particular channels, then it's usually you can. I don't think I've come across a fake one from, from something like that. Yeah. Oh, they've got a pretty good cast for the Eternals. Kit Harrington, who played Jon Snow. Angelina Jolie. Richard Madden. Selma Hayek. Kumali. So they they have a pretty solid cast for this. The real question is, like, what are they going to be doing with them? A lot of people's fan theories, I believe, center around the, like, on what the big bad is going to be for the next, like, couple phases of, of the Marvel stuff is kind of centered around the Eternals. Uh-huh. So it harkens back to a scene in Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, where they're with the Collector, and the Collector is showing them kind of, like, what the, the Infinity Stones get used for. And there's a scene of like one guy standing on a planet with the stone in like a staff and he hits the staff on the ground and everybody on the planet dies. Right. And that creature is a celestial being. And in the course of the comics, they do have several kind of wars that occur between heroes in the galaxy and different celestial beings. There's a lot of fan theories about or some fan theories about that being kind of the setup for who the big bad is. Uh-huh. It wasn't a huge major comic line, but then again, neither was Guardians of the Galaxy. So, and it's got a pretty decent cast. We'll see if the writing is good. <laughs> so that's the Eternals. Next on the docket, quote unquote, because the Eternals was originally scheduled for November of this year. And so it's probably some somewhere out, way out in 2021 at this point. <laughs> And then you have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. No, nothing about this one either. Yeah, me me either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. It's not a show. It's based on the comic Shang-Chi. Looks like the main villain is the Mandarin. Yeah. But like a real villain named the Mandarin. <laughs> right. You know, the Mandarin we got in... Uh, Iron Man 3 was a very fake version of the Mandarin. It was and it was kind of dumb to a lot of Iron Man fans from because because the Mandarin was supposed to be a real big bad. And this guy kind of was, but he wasn't he wasn't really what he was. So Shang-Chi, I think, is going to put that more or less right. But Uh yeah, it's Shang-Chi effectively versus the the Mandarin. 
Okay, after that we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. And so that's a movie, Doctor Strange. There isn't a lot of detail from my understanding about it yet beyond the Multiverse of Madness. So obviously Doctor Strange is going to be doing more multiversing. There are several theories about... Actually, I don't think they're theories. I think they're more or less confirmed that Wanda is going to show up. Uh-huh. That's the Scarlet Witch. And that I think Peter Parker and AKA Spider-Man, or you're going to get a couple other heroes show up in this movie. Uh-huh. And so it won't be just Doctor Strange like it was in the original Doctor Strange movie. It'll be a more crossover movie. What's going to happen, and I guess we can talk about it next... Is that there are things in this movie that will tie into the Wanda vision? So that basically, I think the outcome of that TV show was supposed to play right into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I, I like Doctor Strange. I think he's a fun character. I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do with him, where they're going to go with him, and how he's going to be involved in the, the larger cinematic universe. And this is his, his sequel movie, so they've done fairly well, we'll say, with, with most of these. The casting's been good, so I mean, it would be interesting to see to learn a little bit more and for him to have his own movie, a second one. I don't know if he'll get a third, like a lot of the Marvel heroes do, because they have a tendency to do them in threes. So I imagine they're probably planning that out uh-huh. for Doctor Strange. That's a guess. Okay, TV shows. We got two more TV shows, actually three more. Uh, Loki. So Loki in the main Marvel Cinematic Universe is dead. <laughs> as far as we know, he got killed by Thanos in Infinity War. This is the Loki that shows up in Endgame when Iron Man and Ant-Man botch the Tesseract time heist, effectively. <laughs> Tony is walking away with the briefcase with the Tesseract in it. He gets hit by the Hulk coming out of the stairs. The Tesseract rolls over to Loki. Loki bends over, picks it up, and disappears into a portal. Uh-huh. And so this is following that kind of quote-unquote loose end. I'm actually kind of excited about this one. You know, Loki is kind of the villain you love to hate within the Marvel Universe because he's the most developed of all of the villains and um, watching his wacky adventures through space time actually sounds like a pretty fun show. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when he's not hurting the people that we like. (laughs) Yeah, Loki in in space time looks pretty cool. So that was supposed to be spring along with WandaVision. Um, Again, who knows? Don't know how much filming was done, you know, because that's a big part of it. They don't I don't know what's being filmed or what has or has not been filmed yet. So that's the big question mark. Speaking of another question mark, we got the What If series, which is based on a comic book series called What If, and it was probably one of my favorite comic series growing up as a kid. I really enjoyed collecting the What If comics. Basically, the, the premise of What If is you have these three characters known as the Watchers who live on the moon, the dark side of the moon. They um, were shown in... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Two, yes, that was the Stan Lee cameo. Yes, the Stan Lee, both at the in the mid-frame when the you know rocket and what's in the, the crew are jumping rapidly through space-time, and they go by them, and Stan Lee's telling them stories, and then at the very end where they just leave Stan Lee. <laughs> He's like, you guys are my ride. <laughs> so basically, their premise is characters that so they just sit and watch, but they don't just watch reality as it is. They also watch the myriad of possibilities that could have happened. And so the what-if stories are kind of from their perspective, like what if things had gone differently in these instances. And so the two... I think videos I've seen so far 
or the trailers uh, was one was a zombie. So what if everybody turned into a zombie effectively (laughs) or the Avengers became zombies? And I don't remember the other one, but I'm I'm pretty excited about this because and this or this is a major departure from the rest of the Marvel stuff. This is going to be animated. Okay, because I was looking at the they were saying that uh, a bunch of famous people are going to be voicing characters in this one. Yeah. You know, Sam Jackson, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Haley Atwell, Chadwick Boseman, Karen Gillian, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Natalie Portman. So all of their Marvel characters are obviously going to have a part in this, I I would think. Right. Yeah. So and that was pretty cool that they got most of the people to play themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're going to do stuff with everybody. And then the last show in the phase four lineup is Hawkeye. And that's supposed to be fall 2021. And this is effectively supposed to be Hawkeye passing the mantle of being Hawkeye. Um, eh, <laughs> you know, part of me thinks like they're kind of doing like the arrow, but I don't know. <laughs> I, my thing is, is I think they're not doing Hawkeye justice. Cause like I've read, that's one of the few Marvel comics I have read and like Hawkeye, the, the comic that I've read is the character is so, so cool. And it, it's a shame that we're kind of the only time that we're going to see him on his own is when he's passing the, the baton to somebody else. It's like, yo, I want to see more Hawkeye badness, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things where all the other Avengers have their superpowers and no, not, not Clint. He He's just Clint, you know? <laughs> and he just shoots an arrow really well. And uh, there's nothing physiologically special about him. I mean, other than the fact that he's just human, he's as human as you or I, but he just has better skills, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And he'd go toe to toe with the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Like the, all the, the scenes where he's explaining to people, look, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's gods and monsters all around, and all I've got is a bow and arrow, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> but this is where we're at. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And then a uh, movie for 2021 is supposed to be in November, but who knows? Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Which is um, another Thor movie, so this will be Thor's first movie, although my understanding is the current Thor won't be in it very much. Um, this is effectively him passing the hammer on to Natalie Portman, which was honestly a little surprising. Natalie Portman decided to come back because normally once she's left the movie franchise, she's not interested anymore. She doesn't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, somehow they convinced her. The director on this is Taika Waititi, which is promising because I've liked almost all of his stuff that I've seen. And there may be a love relationship between the Valkyrie and somebody else. So that's all I got about it. if it's anything like the last Thor movie it should be fun because the last one was a lot of fun Ragnarok was amazing I mean that was just a straight fun movie to watch (laughs) so that's all the relatively confirmed stuff did we mention Black Panther 2 right so there are at least two other movies that have been more or less confirmed but we don't have like names for them and there's not much out there we got Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2 my understanding about Black Panther 2 is the bad guy may be Namor, who's kind of the Atlantis, the Marvel Atlantis stuff. <laughs> so they're sort of corollary to Aquaman in the DC universe. 
And then Captain Marvel 2, I've heard nothing about. Yeah, that seems par for what it is. Also, Guardians of Galaxy 3. Mm -hmm. Mostly, I guess, rumors again. Possibly a new take on Blade. Yep. And possibly a new Ant-Man movie. I've also seen stuff for... Nova for She-Hulk, Mrs. Marvel, the X-Men, Fantastic Four, because, you know, now that all the Fox stuff, which would be Fantastic Four and X-Men, all that stuff is now inside the Marvel Universe or has a possibility to be inside the MCU. There's a lot of people talking about, are they going to re-reboot? The Fantastic Four and the X Men. It's Fantastic Four. They need to just let die. Well, I have, I almost guarantee they're going to do it. <laughs> the question is, are they going to do it well? Because so far they're zero and two on Fantastic Four. Yeah, it wasn't Marvel, right? It was uh, Fox doing it. <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh, what's his name? Chris Evans <laughs> plays both, you know, the, the Human Torch and Captain America. Yeah, I played Human Torch in the very first Avengers set. I guess. Yeah. Or not Avengers, uh, Fantastic Four set. But so far, they're 0-2 on Fantastic Four. Using that, oh, it's Disney this time. Yes, but Disney hasn't said they're going to make another Hulk movie, considering that they're 0-3 or 1-3 for 3 on Hulk movies, depending on how you felt about Edward Norton's. Right. And I thought Edward Norton's was decent. I mean, it was definitely better than the other ones. <laughs> you never know. I don't think it'll be regular Hulk. I think it'll end up being She-Hulk. Uh-huh. You know, everyone says that's a shame because they like Mark Ruffalo. and Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I think that there's definitely the COVID stuff notwithstanding. I think there's just definitely a little less hype. And I think it, that in part is due to Disney. Yeah. You know, there hasn't been as much, I guess, advertising. Uh-huh. But then again, I'm not going and seeing movies and I'm not watching very much in the way of TV. Right now, it might be a little hard to advertise to me. But that's the thing. I have enough geek friends and I follow enough geek social media and websites and whatnot that if anything were going on, I at least have heard rumors about it. I know people who are ultra fans who'd be all over this stuff and it doesn't seem like anybody's talking about it. I Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe people aren't, maybe they're not terribly interested. I think that would show a failing on Disney's part. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, there are some of these which they just scream like this. This should be a really good, a good show and easy to advertise or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe phase five will be March. I, I, I got to say, I am looking forward to eventually Guardians Galaxy 3 probably is my most look forward to movie. You know, maybe Love and Thunder, Thor Love and Thunder will be good. It just depends. So, uh-huh. Well, because like in three, isn't Thor supposed to be with them? Right. Yes. So the Asgardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Because <laughs> that at least looks like a, a fun movie. Right. I'm not really sure what else we could say, though, about the, the future of Marvel, just that it's really up in the air and we don't know a whole bunch. And I think if uh, there's anything that could be said about Phase 4, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. And take that for what you will, but I don't. I personally don't necessarily see it as a good sign when you consider the machine that's behind it is Disney. Yeah, which is kind of sad because they did pretty well with most of it. Uh-huh. And it seems like they've kind of dropped the ball. But I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of internal, you know, it, it's hard it, when you're a company and you've just lost $5 billion <laughs> <laughs> from, from, you know, just from like your parks being closed. So I imagine there's a lot of internal politics going on right now. Uh-huh. So... Hard to say, really. I guess keep an eye out. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll actually get some more news <laughs> at some point. Uh-huh. So, 
But uh, this has been a, another episode of uh, Pat and the Fat Man. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man. Stay classy. Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes less is more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. <laughs> to whatever your question was. Yes. <laughs> yeah.